such a mighty, mighty way. We are in the 12th sermon of the core values. We are trying to get to the end of the healing, but one of the ministers told me, and, and I believe he's right, he said, man, at some point you need to do a class on this. Show us, show us, and, and we will work that out. We will make that happen. But until then, this is, I don't know how far I'm going to get. I probably won't get too far, but we're going to try to tap into a little bit of this. Amen. We're coming out of the gospel of John chapter 4. We are interrupting a conversation between Jesus and the woman at the well. For the purpose that I want to bring forth this morning, we're going to come mid-conversation. He is already at the well. The disciples are gone and they already made conversation, but I want to pull out of it the, what he says, what he says the Father desires, because that is going to kind of pull us where we want to be. You Samaritan, says Jesus to the Samaritan woman, you do not know what you are worshiping. <laughs> Wow. You worship what you do not comprehend. Which means that your worship is unacceptable. He says, we the Jews, we, we know what we are worshiping. We worship what we have knowledge of and understand. For after all, salvation came from among the Jews. We were the chosen people. We carried the article. God brings salvation through us as a people. He goes away said, He said, "A time will come. However, indeed, it is already here." when the true, genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, reality. For the Father is seeking, he desires such persons as these as his worshipers. God is spirit. He is a spiritual being. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. You may sit down. The thought I want to bring is must be born again of the incorruptible seed of Christ. They'll tell you on that, but you must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. I'd like to thank you all for setting me up with you songs. I think the male chorus said, you must be born. They sound that, didn't they? 
Did you know it's possible to be in church all your life? And to do things in church all your life? And still don't know him? (laughs) The danger of being churchy is that you may not have a relationship. It is possible to have a relationship with the things of God, with the people of God, with the church of God, and never have allowed Jesus to become your Lord and Savior. (laughs) See, because we still get soul worship mixed up with spirit worship. Let me explain. Anybody can praise him. Even the animals praise him. But in order to be a worshiper, you must be, you got to be born again. Worship means that there is an intermingling between your spirit and God's spirit. And only God knows who is really his worshipers. Y'all got me. Which means then that, that, that before we get much farther in our healing, the number one question is, are you born again? Because let me, let me share with you, our souls can act like they know him. It will actually deceive yourself. Matter of fact, anybody can act saved for two hours. Hold on, let me, let me go, let me go, let me kind of get a guy take that. Matter of fact, there's some folks who are real good. They can play it off for two weeks. Matter of fact, unless you know that you are saving your spirit, your soul acting up will make you think you're not saved. Because we don't know the difference between spirit and soul. See, I don't want nobody to go to hell. Hell is too horrible of a place to go to. And and furthermore, Jesus paid too high of a price to save you from hell. And all he wants is what he always wanted from the beginning is a relationship with you. He don't want you checking the boxes saying, I'm a good person. No, when God looks at you, he's trying to see himself. And in order for him to see yourself, he has to put that incorruptible seed in you because you have opened up your heart. I got some help this morning. I got a help from a poet. His, his name is Chris Webb. He, he's a bad boy. Someone downloaded this to me this week, and it fit right into my sermon. It's amazing how God drops stuff in my spirit. It's, it's amazing how he gives me what I need. So, so would you sit back and take this journey with this poet? and he belongs to Glenville New Life Community Church in Cleveland, Ohio. His message is simple. This brother just loves the Lord. So please, welcome to the stage, Chris Webb. 
no more purpose for my lungs, cause I'm not breathing. If I thought that I was still alive, then I think I was dreaming. I just left the earth. My soul escaped my body now. I'm dead. And I'm rising into the heavens to find out what lies ahead. This life is over. And my time is done on earth. There's no more stressing. I'm about to meet the one that gave me all my life and blessings. Now it's time to hear his voice. And it's time to feel his embrace. And it's that time to meet my God. And now it's time to see his face. I'm at the gate. And I don't want to wait. I want to see my Savior. I'm going to feel his presence. Have his safety and bathe in his favor. Wait. They open up the gates. And sunlight dances through the entrance. If I was alive, I'd pass out from the beauty of his presence. I can sense him all around me. I can feel him every place. He's here. I feel it. But that's not enough. I want to see his face. They close the gate as I walk in. Now any memories are useless. Any earthly love is worthless because no other can produce this. So much color. So much life and wind and sun and love. with his, not never seen him before, but I still know who it is, right now I'm face to face with Jesus, looking God right in the eyes, immediately I bowed, and if I was alive, I would have cried, now God was always right beside me, but I see him, I can touch him, I'm exhort him, I'm a praise and magnify him, cause I love him, and I tell him, you're my king, this happiness cannot be doubled, you're my rock, my life, my ever-present help in times of trouble, When I first watched it, I was riding it with him. Then he dropped you. 
Mark chapter 7, 22 says that they would say, Lord, Lord, I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you. The Lord never says you didn't do that. What he says is, I never knew you. That's relationship. That's intimacy. That's where we have let him in our hearts. See, 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 being born again of the spirit, you can do all this and not know him. See, see, you can't be what he wants you to be unless you know him and you got that spiritual seed within us. Listen, we are dead spiritually. There's a, there's a, there's a uh, doctrine that says total depravity. And what that means is, is that there is no good within us. That, that when Adam disobeyed, the good that was in us, which was God, died. So therefore, I can't bring to him what I have, because what I have is nothing. Now, self don't like that, because self wants to think that I'm good. My soul is offended because my, 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 my soul wants to offer what I have. And God said, you don't got nothing to offer. <laughs> so so if, if we're not careful, we are soul worshiping and not spirit worshiping. But because God is spirit, he cannot and will not accept soul worship. It's coming to the place of actually coming to the place of saying, Lord, I need you. And there's nothing I can do to help myself. So I open up my heart to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The problem is that even if you have really done that, you are still troubled by your soul. So sometimes as a Christian, you can be plagued by the things in your soul because the hole is in your soul, but you know you got the spirit. But isn't it funny how you can be in the spirit and somebody say something and you get in the soul? And it's not that you're not saved, it's that you are still in the process of the healing of your soul. And, and it's a process that you got to work out because it's working out the salvation that is in you so that you can be what God has made you to be. But listen, you can't be what you don't have. God, God, God uses the process of squeezing us. What comes out of you when you squeeze? When, when God has, mm, you know, you know, some of us think that getting a, a bear hug by God is good, but sometimes it's not good because when God hugs you, it hurts. And God will allow situations all around you to squeeze you. Some of the trouble we get in is not Satan, it's God doing it. God will purposely put you in position to see what's going to come out of you so you may know who you are. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you ever been shocked by what came out of you? I mean, you can be shocked two ways. You can be shocked from a bad way because, because, because in our healing process, God will show you still to be healed because when you get squeezed too hard, stuff that you thought you put away a long time ago start. 
Don't ever think you have arrived. Don't ever think you done put away some stuff. Because let the right thing touch your butt. <laughs> let the right person come into your life. The very thing you thought you put away will come back knocking on your door. This is important because I think that as Christians, we manifest both. We manifest the works of the soul, and and, and we ought to be manifesting the works of the spirit. We ought to have the fruit of the spirit, which is love, peace, love, peace, joy, kindness, self-control, mercy. I mean, I mean, long-suffering. There ought to be where that comes out. Listen, your soul can't produce that. So don't say, I don't have patience. My soul don't have patience, but in my spirit, I do. Y'all get me? So, so what that tells me then, that, that, that I need to spend more time feeding my spirit, and God will purposely put you in a position where you need to, to use patience. Some of us is praying to get out of a situation, but the situation we're in is for your good. I would never listen. Some of the stuff I've been through was exactly what I needed to go through to get where I'm at. My son asked me a question. He saw this movie that disturbed him because it was those five boys who went to jail wrongly for a rape that they didn't do. And it was the prosecutors that, just because they were African-Americans, went out of their way because their attitude is that if you're African-American, you bad anyway. So whether you are, you're guilty of something. Okay, years later, a young man who was a serious raper who came out, met the one that's 16 years old in an adult jail. And everything under the sun happens to him. Beat up, stabbed, raped. A 16-year-old in one of the toughest jails in New York. And my son said, Dad, it's unfair. I said, it is. He said, Dad, I don't understand something. Now watch, 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 watch. Come on, son. We talk. We, he, he gonna come, he gonna come at me and he gonna throw it at me, okay? We always done it like this. And he said, Dad, you're my dad. You love me. If you could help it, you wouldn't allow me to go through that. Check the logic behind this. He said, God can help it. So how does God allow those he loves to go through what they go through? (laughs) Hold on, I'm not there yet. I'm going to let this meditate. I'm going to let this meditate. Because the reason why we go there is because of this. Many of us have asked that same question. I sit in counseling sessions and, and, and the unbelievable stuff that has happened to folks. Blow my mind. I get angry. I get mad. 
I, I feel like, let me pull the... Some of the stuff that happened in my life and, and, and set me up. But then, you know what God did for me? God took me back to everything I've been through and changed my perspective of it. This is what I told my son. I said, Brent, I've been through some tough stuff. And I would have to say, everything I've been through is what it took to get me here. I said, Brent, I can't talk for nobody else. But even in my decisions, my defiance was so hard that God allowed me to go through, but he kept his hands on me. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all need to hear this. Listen, 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 listen. And, and it, it wasn't the one thing, it was the accumulation of everything that got me to the place that I let the Lord in. So watch this. So, so in all of it, God was there all the time. Oh, y'all, 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 come on now. What I went through, I didn't understand. There's some things I'm still puzzled about. But when I look back, for me, for me, it took every knot, every kernel, every hurt, every cut, every breaking. And when I look at it, the, way, the reason why I didn't lose my mind was God had the softest kid leather gloves holding me, breaking me in all the right places. My question to you is would you be where you're at if it wasn't for God keeping you? The very thing that Satan used to try to... Let me, let me just throw this. Let me throw this at you. The miracle is not God kept you from. The miracle is that he brought you through. I have any witnesses in the house. You're a miracle that you survive what you survive. You're a miracle that you are what you are. You're a miracle because other people didn't go through what you went through and they lost their mind. But the Lord kept you for the purpose that is in you. Can, can I go a little bit deeper? couple more things. I believe this. The more God has for you to do for the kingdom... The worst Satan tried to kill you. Told you I was a preemie. Satan tried to take me out before I got here. And I came in to walk you through everything I've been through since the day I was born. Listen to me. And even when I was out there, I knew the devil was trying to kill me. I saw it. This is where, uh, this, okay, well, see, many of us was ignorant. I knew and chose to do what I did. 
I wasn't ignorant to the fact. That's a degree lower than ignorance. That's a degree of... <laughs> but we're going to come back. <laughs> That's enough about me. Let's talk about you. Because all of us have a shared story of choices we made. That's why God had to born again. It had to be in our spirit because whatever is in our soul still needs to be healed. Let me walk to somebody. Don't ever let your soul mess make you think your spiritual born again incorruptible seed is not saved. Peter says it's an incorruptible seed, which means that no matter what has happened after you got saved, it could not touch that seed. The problem is we're dealing with the soul man and the spirit man. And all I'm saying is, is let God work on your soul man so that the spirit man can show up even more. Many, too many times we have, we have major on the soul. I haven't tapped into the spirit. See, if you're not saved, you have no spirit to tap into. Let me prove it. Romans chapter 8, somewhere around verse, I don't know, 9. It says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you now, now if anyone does not have Holy Spirit of Christ, this capital S, he is not his. You know what he's saying? When God looks at you, he wants to see himself. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Regardless of your good and bad, that's not what he's looking at. He's looking for the seed he planted in you. Because unless you have the seed, you can't produce what he wants anyway.